Business Women Rock, episode 49. Ladies, it's time to rock. Welcome to the Business Women Rock podcast, where we get down and dirty with the world's most incredible businesswomen. Inspire your journey by listening to theirs. And now, here's your host, Katie Kremitzos. What's going on, ladies? Welcome to the Business Women Rock podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. We're doing something a little different today. So my guest on the show is Vivica Von Rossen, who is a wonderful woman who I had the opportunity to meet on the Tampa Marketers Cruise that we do out of here every year. And she is a LinkedIn expert, and she's absolutely phenomenal. I've seen her speak a handful of times, and I was just fascinated by the information that she knows with LinkedIn. So usually on this show, we, you know, I have a great conversation with these women about their particular business stories. And with this particular show today, Vivica and I are definitely going to talk about a little bit of her history and what she's learned as a business owner, but we really dive into some how-to for LinkedIn which is great because I'm going to share a little secret with you that I kind of suck at LinkedIn. (laughs) And she totally outs me during this conversation. So um, I highly encourage you, even if you think that you know LinkedIn, she really drops a lot of really great stuff that you may not have known and uh, is really quick to share that stuff. So get your notebook ready. If you're driving, get ready to be able to take some audio notes because man, she's got some great stuff. Turn up the volume. The interview starts now. Vivica, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, gosh, my pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to reconnect with you here. You and I had a chance to meet on our Tampa Marketers Cruise a couple of years ago and last year. You've been a a repeat speaker on that cruise. And the reason that I'm having you on the show is really twofold because, number one, I think you yourself as a businesswoman are incredibly interesting. And I'm so excited to share your story with everyone about how you've become this LinkedIn expert and secondly, oh, yeah, of course. And secondly, your your <laughs> content is amazing. And I figured I want to be very honest with everybody listening up front that I am not very good at LinkedIn whatsoever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so every time I've listened to you, I've been really amazed. And I always walk away going, oh my gosh, I really need to utilize this platform. So I wanted to bring that fire and that <laughs> expert knowledge to every one of the listeners today to be able to make sure that Miss Expert herself is sharing this information about what what everyone can do to really leverage LinkedIn as a super powerful tool because I'm sure that there are some other people out there, perhaps like me, who are just sort of there and not really using it a lot. So thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, my, my absolute pleasure. <laughs> and by the way, you're not alone. I was just looking at the sign up for a webinar I'm doing tonight and of the people on the webinar aren't even on LinkedIn, and absolutely none of them were making sales through LinkedIn. So, wow. So, you got a lot (laughs) of room to teach there. (laughs) Exactly. Well, before we can really make sure that what you're going to be telling us about LinkedIn really clicks everything, I want to find out more about you personally and about your journey as a businesswoman. So, before Miss LinkedIn Expert ever existed, can you give us a little bit of a business background? Like, where did you come from in business, and how did you really get to this place of being even interested? Interested in LinkedIn. <laughs> Where did I not come from? I'm putting together presentations for a, a speech I'm giving in New Zealand, and part of it's exactly this, my history. And I'm like going, oh my gosh, no one's going to take me seriously, because I am 
I'm a serial entrepreneur and kind of a serious serial business owner, and I'm always kind of in the marketing, speaking, sales area, but I have done everything from I've taught at a university, I have run the marketing program for an education, a youth at risk education program, I have sold cars and medical equipment, I've owned a tax store, horse stuff, I've been a hang gliding instructor and have run a small business office. So Good um, God. yeah. <laughs> so you have a yeah, wealth of experience. <laughs> that, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> so obviously through all of these very peppered and very diverse experiences, yeah. you were really cutting your teeth on a lot of things business. So without delving into every single one of them, can you can you feed us maybe a few major lessons or a few moments in those business experience that really helped shape you as a businesswoman? Sure. First of all, you know, I love being an entrepreneur. It's it's always more work. But, you know, having your own business and the freedom of your own business, I I really enjoyed that. So when I owned the tax store, that was an enjoyable time in my life. I'm a big fan of do what you love and the money will come, but I'm a bigger fan of being able to pay my mortgage. So if you can find, (laughs) you know, if you can find something you love, like the tax store or teaching hang gliding, and you can make a really good living at it, and you do all the planning like you've got to do all the planning. You've got to do all the work behind the work you love. And it's still viable, then by all means do it. But there are sometimes we have to do things like sell cars so that we can work on our businesses on the side so that we can get them to the point where we can launch and completely, you know, be our own boss and, and do what we love. And I'm, I'm ever so grateful. I'm doing exactly what I love to do. Uh, I, I, I mean, my life is, is exactly what I had on my storyboard. So it's it turned out pretty well. But you know, yeah, I've sold cars. I've done some some interesting jobs in my past, but it's knowing what your strengths are and playing to those strengths. And boy, when you get that gut feeling like, oh, I shouldn't do this, even though the money's good, or even though, well, the money's good, <laughs> you, know, you may want to turn it down because every time I've had that gut instinct that I shouldn't do this no matter how good it looks, and I've gone ahead and done it anyway, that's been a a giant mistake. Finally, I'll say invest in yourself, whether it's a decent photo for your LinkedIn profile, whether it's hiring a virtual assistant or two or three, invest in yourself and in your business so that, that so that you truly can focus on what you're good at and represent yourself in, in, a, in a positive professional way rather than just fiddling around with the, the, the sniggly bits. So how did the idea of your business linkedintobusiness.com really start? How did that get formulated and what happened in that first kind of official launch setup period? Sure. So I was, I was doing what I said just said not to do. I was part owner and, and general manager of a, of a virtual office center, which nothing wrong with that. I, I, love, I love that virtual office space. I think it's brilliant, especially for entrepreneurs like me. But I know that I suck at managing people. And not only did I have to manage my employees, but I had to manage our, our customers. And it was, oh my gosh, it was hellacious. So, but one of the things I loved to do was really bring in training and 
and, and really create almost an incubator for our clients. So it was kind of an entrepreneurial incubator. And I would bring in speakers and trainers. And, and I loved also the marketing part of it, especially the face-to-face marketing part. I, I doubled the business in a year just doing face-to-face marketing. So I was doing that. Some of it I was doing really well. Some of it I was doing really badly. But I was doing that when I learned about LinkedIn. And because I'm such a huge fan of face-to-face marketing, and network marketing and you know LinkedIn was was relatively new then Facebook wasn't really around Twitter wasn't around yet so the whole social media marketing thing wasn't even wasn't even a thing yet but I was introduced to LinkedIn and this is I think 2006 and it just made so much sense to me I doubled my business in a year doing face-to-face marketing then what could I do on this just virtual platform that had 7 million people at the time? Maybe it was 12 million. Anyway, not many millions. They hit 300 million today, by the way. Wow. But, um, 300, 300 yeah. million users. Users. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Over that, actually. But yeah, this, this just shows you in seven, eight years how much uh, how much LinkedIn has grown. So I, I jumped on the right horse. There's, there's that. But, and I kept my real job for a while, but... I also was invited by an association that we were a member with to teach and train on LinkedIn and eventually on all social media. And it wasn't too long, maybe a year, 2007, I founded my company. And about the end of 2007, I, uh, I, left, I left my day job and, and took this on full time from teaching and training on, 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 I expanded out to all social media. I've, I've since retracted back to LinkedIn because it's all I can do to keep up with just that, but you really have a business model that's one of expert, consultant, somebody being able to give information about a particular platform or, or area of interest. Can you explain to us your business model? Like how, what sort of components make up your business model? How does your business generate revenue? What kind of clients are you dealing with? All those sorts of things. Sure. The business model in, in being an expert is, I was really fortunate. I got the name LinkedIn expert on Twitter when, when I got into Twitter. And I got it on LinkedIn, and, and, and then I spent the rest of my life proving it. So <laughs> that's the first model. And if you're going to call yourself an expert, be, be prepared to prove it. Uh, personally, I didn't want a marketing agency, PR agency. I didn't want a creative agency. I, first of all, those are not my strengths at all. I have lots of partnerships. That's the one thing is know what you're good at and know what you're not good at and create if, if you if you want to play in a bigger playing field then or a sandbox then find partners or have them find you that expand beyond your own skill set but I am very very focused on my skill set I don't even like doing implementation on LinkedIn I mean I keep getting dragged in because the money is good but really I, I prefer to stay in the training consulting space it's a pretty evenly split pie pie chart between one-on-one consulting with, with my entrepreneurial clients almost at an hourly rate, training my, my corporate price size and association clients, and then um, going out and doing speaking gigs, usually at annual meetings or, or things like that. And, you know, I guess included in that is I do a lot of uh, joint venture stuff with other experts in the field. We do a lot of social media summits and things like that. And so, you know, once you position yourself as an expert, it's not too hard to find people that kind of help fill you out a little bit, to help fill in those areas that you know you need to be working in, but you're really not good at yourself. Or you can just hire those people to do that for you. But I'm really more of a partnership. Let's, let's have it a win-win-win. And, and honestly, it's, it's less of a financial risk doing partnership work as opposed to just hiring people to do all that for you. 
And I want to dig into something that you mentioned there. You mentioned this idea of becoming an expert, putting yourself out there as an expert, and then living up to that. I think that there are so many people who have an area of interest and they know that they're good at it, but maybe they're a little timid about claiming themselves as an expert because, you know, there's definitely a lot of expectation there. There's definitely a lot to follow through with there. What advice would you give to those people who want to be able to sort of have a business being an expert in this, but are maybe a little timid and feeling like they don't know everything that they need to know? Right. I don't even like the name LinkedIn expert, except for it's been really, really good for me and I'll never give it up. But there's a lot of gurus and experts, goddesses and gods and, and, you know, whatever out there. But really, it becomes a case of show, don't tell. So whether it's on your LinkedIn profile or Facebook or Twitter, if you can show your expertise, either in interviews that you do like this, by showcasing your work uh, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, your website, etc., that's, that's huge. Of course, becoming absolutely essential to these bloggers in platforms or, or, you know, online magazines like Forbes or Quartz or Social Media Examiner, Mashable, becoming absolutely the go-to person for them really helps in positioning yourself. I was lucky early on. I got a couple of really nice placements just because I was early in the field and, and I, I developed a little bit of my name, a name for myself early on. So I made some some great relationships in, in, you know, the media world. Attach yourself to a shining star. I was very fortunate. I I made friends with Mari Smith early. I made friends with Bob Berg early, Greg Wells. There's some some really awesome, uh, Jason Alba. There's some really awesome mentors who really guided me along the way in my career. All of those aspects come together. And and then let me say, especially for the women, because, you know, I, I know I'm generalizing here, but... There's a reason for it. A lot of times we get little old me syndrome. In fact, I had someone the other day, and, and actually he, he's right in a way. I, I read my website, and it is a little bit too me-focused. It really should be other, other people-focused. He's like, you must love yourself. And you know what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do. Thanks. I, you know, I've done really well for myself. Thank I was, you for making that comment. I was just going to comment to you, actually, that your website is beautiful. It is a gorgeous <laughs> <Thank> website. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, go to linkedintobusiness.com and check out Vivica, gorgeous. And it's not even just you. I mean, your website organization is gorgeous. They did a good job. They did a good job. And he was right. You know, I do need to focus. I, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I need to focus it on my client because that's that's the whole point. How can I help you? That's what I preach all the way along, you know. How can I help you? How can I serve you? And then, yeah, my website is a little bit inward focused. So I'm going to... I will change that up. But there's so many women who are afraid that people might think you're you're egocentric if you like list the awards you've won or if you position yourself as an expert. And you know what? Screw them. Excuse me. Am I allowed to say that? But seriously, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, Marianne Williamson, right? I'm not gonna make myself small, small, so that you might feel better. Because if I make myself small, so you feel better. How about the 10,000 people I haven't helped now because I made myself small? So, you know, I've always, always been a fan of, of that, whether it was Marion Williamson or Nelson Mandela. I, I know they, they're kind of like, but you can't keep yourself small so that other people can feel big. That's, that's a ridiculous, that's a ridiculous business strategy. Get over it. So as women, you know, if you know you're knowledgeable, claim your space. If you need to fill out your roster a little bit, find partners, find mentors, find someone to fill in the blank. 
but don't be afraid of your knowledge and your power. And mostly don't be afraid of that because if you are, then you're not helping people. And if you're not helping people, then the world's a smaller place. So make the I, world a bigger place. Claim your, I love that. your power. <laughs> really, really great advice. I absolutely love that vantage point. I want to I want to ask just a couple of questions a little bit more about you and then we're going to move into specific LinkedIn specialty questions. So first and foremost, sure. I want to know throughout your business journey, can you give us an example of just a really tough time that you went through like one of the biggest challenges maybe you had and a lesson that you learned from that? You're you're laughing like maybe you've had a few. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. One of the and I'm not going to I'm not going to name names cuz actually I'm so grateful to them. But I, when I started out on my LinkedIn career, I was actually working for, I was engaged to and working with another company, another LinkedIn training company, and, and we brought in a, a, another person to help us, and <laughs> my fiance at the time, and, and she ended up together. Oh, boy. And that was, yeah, I mean, it was devastating because I had, you know, I literally just rented out my house. I was moving down to where he lives. I was giving up my, my real job, and I had put LinkedIn to business on back burner. You know, I invested money in it. I'd messed invested my heart in it, obviously. And when that all ended, not very nicely, when that all ended, I was like, well, crap, I don't have a, I don't have a house. I don't have a job. I don't have a fiance. I don't have a, a, a friend and confidant. I don't, you know, I was like devastated. But what I did have, it was, it was uncanny. What I did have was, believe it or not, a social network that supported me. And I didn't, and I still, I, I don't name names, and, and I still don't talk about it that much. But And I didn't talk about it on social media because I knew better. But I had three people just coincidentally that day reach out to me on Twitter and ask me what I was doing now. And, you know, I ended up doing work with these folks. One was Jason Alba, one was Nate Keithman, very big LinkedIn names. And in a very, very short time, I was able to create a business that I think because of my personality, they actually are perfect for each other. And I mean that in a good way. You know, they have a different way of doing things than I did. They have a different platform, really, than I do. And, and they're good in their space, and I'm good in my space. If I tried to stick in that space, it would have been horrible in so many different ways. So I'm very grateful to both of them for getting me started, really knowing that I could teach and train on LinkedIn and, and for ending the relationship, which was not... It's just getting to the point where it wasn't beneficial for me. So, yeah, it, so I guess my, my lesson in that is sometimes the most devastating occurrences lead to the most amazing opportunities in your life. I mean, thank goodness for them. Thank goodness for that experience. It was really horrible for two or three months, but my whole whole business changed because of it. So I'm, I'm ever so grateful for that. I think another big learning experience for me, which I wish I'd learned earlier on, is, is what I said earlier, invest in yourself. When I finally, a couple of years ago, started using, and she's still with me today, and I've got a few more now, but started using my virtual assistant, and it, and it freed up my time to really focus on my business and stop doing silly, time-consuming Stuff that I just wanted to poke myself in an eye with a pencil about. So definitely recommend if, if you can afford it at all, even if it's only you find somewhere for $10 an hour, please take some of that horribly mundane stuff that you hate doing off your desk and give it to an assistant. Help, help, have someone help you. It, it, it is career and business changing, most definitely. Wow. Really, really great lessons. Thank you so much for sharing those. 
And obviously, you know, I think have set the foundation for the the shift in your business to where you're experiencing yeah. so much success right now and really shining as this wonderful LinkedIn expert. So that, that being said, let's move over to LinkedIn. I want to ask you the top five things that every businesswoman must know about LinkedIn, whether they own their own company right. or whether they are super professional. But before we actually give those tips, I kind of want to ask this statement because I want to know from your vantage point, what attitude does somebody need to take when they're engaging with LinkedIn? Because it's definitely an entirely different platform than a Twitter, than a Facebook. My really yeah. bad excuse for not using using LinkedIn as much as I as much as I know that I should be is because it's just not fun for me. And you know, I can have I can have fun on Facebook, I can have fun on Twitter, and it's totally more social. But meanwhile, there's this incredibly powerful business tool just kind of sitting there. So what attitude do our listeners really need to take to it? Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Twitter's a lot more fun. Twitter's so instant. It's so engaging. I mean, you could just like, build a, 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 relation, a lifetime relationship in tweets back and forth. And I actually have. I, I, I'm actually not kidding when I say that. It's fun. It's immediate. It's engaging. It's communicative. And then Facebook, with all the videos and the images, I, the problem with Facebook, of course, it's a, it's a deep, deep well that you drop into and never get out of. But, but it's fun. You're right. And Pinterest. Come on. Pinterest is a blast. And LinkedIn, not so much. LinkedIn is kind of a fuddy-duddy of social media. Now, that being said, it is a business tool unlike any other business tool. The, the, the two things I think that make LinkedIn so powerful are the exponential network. Yeah, you can see everyone you want to on Twitter, but private messaging and, and some of those more strategic communications, that's kind of a lost spot a little bit on Twitter. And, and on Facebook, it's friends or friends of friends, but that's still pretty limited. Whereas with LinkedIn, it's friends, it's friends of friends, it's friends of friends of friends, it's group members. And you really have an opportunity there of finding and engaging with whoever you need to as a prospect, as a business partner, as a vendor, as an employee. And LinkedIn gives you the tools, like whether it's a message, a private message, or liking, commenting, sharing an update, or getting introduced to someone. That introduction tool that LinkedIn has is one of its most powerful tools that no one uses. It is such a good tool and no one uses it. And I hope they don't get rid of it because no one uses it. That, that's my fear. When people don't use things on LinkedIn, LinkedIn gets rid of it. That's good. The in-mail, I guess, if you have to pay to, to send someone a private message, the, the in-mail's good. So there are a lot of really nice tools that LinkedIn essentially feeds you while showing you who you need to connect to and how to get there because LinkedIn also has the best search engine on, on social media, bar none, with its advanced search. And then you can use combinations of, of Boolean search with that advanced search. But you can find exactly who you're looking for. And then you can save the searches. And once a week, LinkedIn will send you the names of people who fall into those searches. And if you've created a very specific search for the ideal prospect that you want to engage with, well, LinkedIn is sending you a list of leads each week. People that you can reach out to and engage with, you know, again, as a, as a, as a client, customer, employee, vendor, JV partner, whatever. So it's just an incredibly powerful tool. It's not sexy. It's not fun. But you're going to have more fun with it when you start seeing results. <laughs> when you start making some sales and you start, your, your bank account starts, you know, doubling and tripling, you can say that LinkedIn is such a fun platform. I love it because it'll help you go scuba diving and, and skiing in the Alps and doing the things like that. <laughs> I love that. 
So walk us through some of those steps on actually how to how to really make money here, like how to use this as a as part of your business model. You're talking about the advanced searches, and now you're getting all these leads to you. But what do you need to be doing with those leads? Because if there is one thing I have experienced, it's that I get sort of like spammy, salesy stuff via yeah. LinkedIn. So can you speak to that? What attitude they should take when they actually do get these leads? Sure. And and, and this is going to sound a little contra- contradictory because here I am like a LinkedIn speaker and trainer and I actually have a program. I've got two programs, one on LinkedIn lead generation for B2B and one on LinkedIn prospecting for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. And I'm about to tell you, you can't sell your stuff. Your stuff. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to put that bleep over that one. <laughs> yeah, just bleep that. Um, you can't sell your stuff on LinkedIn. In that, you can't do exactly what you just said. Hi, Katie. Want to buy my LinkedIn program? You don't know me from a hole in the wall. And, and you really probably don't want to take the time to look at my profile. And why would you? Because you don't know me from a hole in the wall. But hey, spend $97 on my product, would you? You know, and you get that stuff all the time. You're like, why would I? Yeah, our good friend, Bob Berg, who, who of course, lives in, in Florida, too, you know, he says all things being equal, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. So you really have to create a presence on LinkedIn and engagement on LinkedIn that generates that sense of know, like, and trust. And then they'll buy from you. But first, you need to center, generate that sense of know, like, and trust. And and part of that is making sure you're findable, getting keywords, search terms in your in your profile in, 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 in various important areas, like your title fields and the description areas of your experience section and, and your summary section. I noticed someone, <clears throat> Katie, doesn't have a summary section built out. That's one of the most important <clears throat> places that you need to build out. I was really in. hoping you wouldn't call me out on this, but apparently you have no problem doing that. <laughs> no problem doing that. You know, <laughs> you're going to ask me the tough questions. I'm going to. By the time but, this airs, um, I commit to having that summary section done. <laughs> there you go. It shall have a beautiful. But you've got 2,000 characters to tell people who you are, what you do, why they should hire you, but most importantly, what's in it for them. It should be very customer facing. Not <laughs> unlike my website. It should be very customer facing, and this is how we can serve you. This is how it can help you which means you need to know who your audience is. This is kind of like business 101. Don't try to help anyone who lives in Tampa or anyone who owns a computer or anyone with skin because that's too wide a base. You're never going to get referrals that way. You're actually not, you're, you're actually going to get less customers by generalizing like that. Be very, very clear on who your audience is and then speak specifically to that audience using your LinkedIn profile, using things like the summary section on your LinkedIn profile. That's just paramount. Use the media button. Uh, LinkedIn, you can add media. You can add PowerPoint slide share presentations. You can add video on YouTube. You can add JPEGs and PDFs and ping files and prove it. Like I say, okay, well, I'm a LinkedIn expert. Okay, well, so is everyone else who teaches and trains on LinkedIn. So I've got interviews that I've done for some bigger organizations. I've got PowerPoint presentations up there. So I have examples of my work. I've got articles that I've, or or at least pictures of articles for magazines that I've I've written in. I've got links to blog posts that I've written on for guest posting on like Social Media Examiner and and things like that. So prove it. Prove it. Use, Use your profile to prove it. That will also generate trust. Be a little proactive. Reach out to people if someone if someone endorses you, thank them for it. That's something I have my assistant do, actually. And then when they respond, you, you begin a, a conversation. If someone invites you to connect, make sure they're a good 
connection for you, whether it's a potential prospect, partner, uh, employee, et cetera, vendor. When they invite you to connect, say thank you and tell them a little bit about yourself and ask them how you can help them. Or maybe you've got some free product or service that you can let them know about that might be useful to them. So that's another thing that you can do on LinkedIn. But really just use it as an engagement platform and position yourself as someone helpful, useful, knowledgeable, incredible. And you probably have a better chance of, of someone interacting and, and actually then hiring you to do whatever it is that you do. Those are great. Okay, so let's go over those again. Number one is make sure that your profile is all set. That's a great one. And I, I have seen Vivica do this presentation, by the way. And you guys are going to be able to get all of these show notes on the show notes on bizwomenrock.com. So you can see all of this information. You'll be able to get links directly to Vivica's website. So you can find out some more about how to do all this stuff. But number one, fill in your profile appropriately. Get a good photo in there. Make sure yeah. make sure that your summary is done. Keyword it. You know, make sure that there are good keywords that people are going to be searching for about you and, and give a chance to really explain who you are and who you're talking to. Know who you're talking to. The second one was your, that media section. That's incredible. So make sure that mm -hmm. that media section is really fulfilled. If you have presentations that you've done before, make sure to put them there. The third is to reach out and be activated, engage with people. The fourth is something you mentioned earlier, which was really doing that, utilizing that advanced search tool, which is wonderful. And you can save those yeah. searches. And then the fifth one I got was position yourself as a helper, like somebody who yeah. genuinely helps connect people, just helps answer questions, all that sort of stuff. And that's going to build you up as, as sort of the center of influence and somebody who people can really trust and go to. You know, and one of the, I haven't done this myself because I'm, I'm too busy, but this was a technique, I, can't, I think it was Miles Austin who, who talked to me about this, it was brilliant. If there's a group that you're in, it's a really good group, it has maybe a lot of, of followers, and you just notice that, you know, the, maybe the moderator is a person of influence or a micro-celebrity or something, offer to help them to say, hey, would you, do you want me to take over moderation of this? I'll take over moderation of your group. You're still obviously the owner and manager, but I'll take over moderation of the group. And then, of course, you get you get bumped up a lot. I know my, oh, my gosh, he's brilliant at this. My friend Steve Cassidy, he's, he's like the co-moderator of every excellent Twitter chat out there. He's my co-moderator. He's the co-moderator on Pam Moore's Get Real Chat. He co-moderates social selling, and he's such he's so awesome. So he's he's gone and created relationships with influencers, and he's created a name for himself. So I just thought that was a brilliant strategy. I think that's incredible. I really like that a lot. What are some of the other little tools that LinkedIn has that you know maybe pretty unique to LinkedIn itself that people can really utilize? Oh my gosh, there's so many, but the one thing that most people aren't aware of is LinkedIn has a built-in, it's not very, it, 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 there's not a lot of options on it, but it's pretty simplified, but it's got a built-in CRM or customer relationship management tool. So when you connect with someone, you can tag them, you can segment your, your network according to who they are and what they do. So you can create your own tags, which aren't, you, no one can see them, they're like Facebook lists. You can create your own tags, so you can kind of manage and, and keep in touch with, with people in different segmented areas of, of your network, so that's pretty cool. You can write notes on them. Anytime I have a meeting with a client, I, I, I do my meeting notes right on my computer in their profile. Again, they can't see them, <laughs> like how much I said I charge them, et cetera. You know, you can... You can <laughs> 
So I'm always like, oh, you're my friend. Okay, I'll charge you this instead. Um, <laughs> stop doing that. You can set reminders, follow up with this person in a week about this. That is such a useful tool. If, you, if you've connected with someone, maybe at a conference or a trade show, I'm still a big fan of the face-to-face. You connect with someone at a conference and, and you decide that you really want to build more of a relationship with them. Maybe they're one of the speakers. Maybe they're an influencer and you're like, I want to attach myself to their coattails. I can go to, you know, invite them to connect on LinkedIn. Make sure you just ask them first when you're at the conference. They'll usually accept. Or that they'll tell you they only connect people they know and then make a real effort to like show up a lot so they feel they know you. <laughs> Stalk them, but only a little bit. Um, <laughs> invite them to connect, tag them however you want to tag them, then set a reminder, you know, follow up in one week with this idea or this suggestion or this link or whatever. And it's, it's just a really, really powerful tool. And of course, a lot of people are already using Salesforce or some other customer relationship management tool, and that's fine. Use that too. But it's already embedded within LinkedIn, especially if you're a, a pretty LinkedIn-centric user. You know, you're, you're always on there like I am. It, it, why not? Why not use it as your CRM system? It's free. It's free to anyone who's got LinkedIn. So that's, that's one thing. We already talked about the advanced search. That's incredibly powerful. And now LinkedIn's really positioning itself as a, as a publishing platform. So they just came out with LinkedIn Publisher that allows you to create blog-length posts that you can share and then get seen and shared themselves and commented on, et cetera. And, well, why would you do this if you already have a blog? Because the views are crazy insane. I mean, I, I, I've gotten more views, more comments, more interaction on my, my publishing platform on LinkedIn than anything else. I've ever been on, including things like social media, Examiner, social media today, et cetera. So it's really cool. And they're, they're slowly, they're slowly parsing it out to people, but you can apply for it. If you don't have it yet, you can apply for it. And anyone who's on this call, who, who is a content creator, who does content marketing, you absolutely are going to, to want to apply for it. To apply for it, you go to specialedition.linkedin.com forward slash publishing. So pretty easy. Specialedition.linkedin.com forward slash publishing. And you can apply to get access to that publishing platform. It is awesome. I just, just love it. And then there's company pages and showcase pages. So there's, there's all kinds of really cool ways, free ways of, of engaging, interacting. Engaging with your network, interacting with prospects, and positioning yourself as an expert. So I'm going to ask two questions. The first is, how would you advise somebody to really start and manage their time in using LinkedIn, whether they've really just haven't used it at all, or whether they're kind of doing it a little bit, but nothing's coming of it? How would you advise someone to spend their time in LinkedIn? What should they be doing? Yeah, an excellent question. And this is not true just LinkedIn. This is true of all social media. You know, maybe in Facebook, Twitter, Facebook and Twitter more than LinkedIn. Create a checklist for yourself of things that you're going to do every day. Well, things that you're going to do once, things, things that you're going to do maybe quarterly, things that you're going to do monthly, things that you're going to do weekly, and things that you're going to do every day. And then stick to that checklist. Whether you're doing it yourself, whether you have a virtual assistant doing some or all of it for you, it's a great platform if you use it. And like the elephant, you just have to eat it a bite at a time. You just, you just have to take 15 to 20 minutes a day or less. I mean, when you're first starting out on LinkedIn, you're just not going to get that much engagement. So you probably get in and out in like five minutes, but you got to go there every day. That's why the mobile apps are so great. You know, LinkedIn, you're really focusing on its mobile apps and 
and you can do a lot of what you need to do just on your mobile app. But make sure you're findable under your keywords. Search on yourself and have a friend search on you under your keywords. If you're not there, put more keywords in in the description section, in the summary section, you know, add those project sections. Interest, there's a keyword dump in the interest section at the bottom of your profile. You can just like put keyword, comma, space, keyword, comma, space, keyword, comma, space. Don't do that anywhere else, but that's very bottom section. So make sure you're findable, number one. That's, you know, you do that maybe once or twice a year. Just check to make sure you're still visible. Have a really nice professional headline. That's what goes right underneath your name. When people look at your profile, it's your picture, it's your name, it's your professional headline. So make sure it's a good one, not just title it company. That doesn't tell me anything. Who are you? What do you do? Make sure you fill out that summary section. Katie is a really good professional headline. I will say that. So you can look at Katie's professional headline as an example. Oh, yeah. Fill out that summary <laughs> I did something section right. Katie will have done shortly. <laughs> For everyone listening too, I want you to take a, a step further. So you really yeah. say that you have to take this attitude of really help everyone, be a connector, put all this stuff out there about yourself and what you're able to do for other people, but you really have to kind of give, give, give. And that's really the whole mantra of social yeah. media. But what does that actually look like in LinkedIn? So what does it look like when yeah. you're giving and you're helping and da-da-da-da-da? How does business, how in your ex- experience has business actually come back to you? What does that look like? Well, a lot of people just find me, so that's good. I've got a really, that's a whole other conversation, but I, I've got a well-optimized profile, so people just find me. I'm also very findable on Google. My LinkedIn profile is very findable on Google, so that is also useful. So people just find me, so that's great. You'll be surprised at how many people just find you and interact with you and ask you to, to help them, which is great because that's called business. <laughs> so just having a well-optimized profile can help with that. Doing things like sharing useful updates. 80-20 rule or really 90-10 rule, 90% useful updates, 10% sales pitches. And what's nice is LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn has something called LinkedIn Pulse, which is a newsreader, which you can customize to news you think you and your, your audience will be interested in. And then it's just hitting that little share button. So that's useful. Sharing that content with your privately with your lead. You know, hey, we were talking yesterday about social CRM systems. There's this great webinar on Nimble, thought you might be interested in it, whether you created did that webinar or not. And so just being of help, thinking of other people, listening to what, what people need, writing posts, choosing publisher writing posts, and responding to the people who comment and like. LinkedIn will show you who viewed your updates and who's commented on your updates and who shared your updates, just like you would on Twitter and probably just like you would on Facebook. Thank them for it publicly. Again, when you're first starting out on LinkedIn, all of this, create a checklist of, of all these things, and all of this might not take more than five or ten minutes a day. You know, I, I have to hire someone to help me with it now, but but when you're first starting out, it's, it's not going to take that long, and that little bit of extra effort is going to have huge payoff, just, just absolutely huge payoff. Anytime someone reaches out to you, whether it's to forward an introduction or to endorse your skills or to just sending you a message to connect that is a real opportunity to to engage to interact and to build a relationship a real relationship and then keep track of them by tagging them by following up with them by setting reminders to follow up with them lots of nice tools embedded right within LinkedIn to help you really succeed 
Vivica, this is just such <laughs> an abundance of information. And I really want to thank you because there are so many takeaways here. And for you listening, the biggest piece of advice that I can give, and I'm sure Vivica can give, is just begin. Like just do one or two yeah. things and at least just get yeah. in there to get your fingers dirty. So thank you so much for sharing all those tips. I really want to come to a close with this conversation by asking you, what impact has this has this business had on you? Like what has, you know, you've, you've really evolved as a businesswoman in all of your different business adventures. And now since 2006, 2007, really, you've really been mired in LinkedIn. So what sort of evolution have you had as a businesswoman and what has this expertise and where you stand right now, what effect has that had on you? Uh, Well, I mean, it's absolutely changed my life uh, a thousand percent. I, I really am living the life that I wanted to create for myself. And now I'm, I'm having even bigger dreams, which is why I like mentors because you can see where they are and go, okay, I could do that. I think one of the great things about social media is because there are no boundaries and there are no borders and it's a big world, but it's a small world. I'm like, yeah, sure. I can be the premier LinkedIn expert in the world. Why not? And maybe I'm not the LinkedIn expert in the world. There's, there's some, I've got some amazing compatriots, but there's no limitations. We're so lucky in the Northwest. We have much fewer mental limitations than, than maybe some, some folks who have cultural limitations. So just never would have dreamed I, I could position myself and be in the position I'm at, doing what I, what I love to do, and meeting the people and interacting and being supported by the people that I'm supported by, doing the travel that I love. So fortunate. Wiley found this was back when you could embed your blog in, in your profile, and they saw my writing, and they asked me to write a book for them. So wow. you know, needless to say, yeah, writing a book for Wiley or for any publisher is really helps with credibility in your field. That was a game changer. That was, that was another one of those big, big pivot points in my life finding the people to partner with who've been so generous with their time and with their, their advice. I'm, I'm very, very blessed, but there's no reason why this is what you want to do. Not everyone wants the limelight. I'm a little bit of a stage pig, so not everyone wants the limelight like I do, but, you know, it, it absolutely makes, makes that possible. I think more powerfully than maybe Facebook and Twitter combined. And combined, I mean, the combination of Twitter and LinkedIn for me has really helped with my my PR and my marketing, my career. And and there's no reason why other people can't do it too. Mm. Vivica, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your story and, you know, how you've grown as a businesswoman. And definitely thank you so much for all of these great tips and tools that we can all use for LinkedIn uh, to really be able to get business going on there. I think it's great. And and one thing that I have definitely taken away from this conversation, not only with, you know, your personal story, but also with your tips is just to move, like keep moving. Like, yeah. you know, in your personal story, I love the, you know, oh, I reached out to this mentor and I reached out to that person. I just built this relationship with this person and you just kept moving. So that is obviously snowballed into the experience that you are currently living. So big congratulations to you. Thank you so much for giving us so much great information here. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And you know, there's, if you go to linked prospecting, not in, but L-I-N-K-E-D prospecting.com, in case you're more visual, there's 45 minute video there on, on how to do a lot. You can see how to do a lot of what I've talked about today. So that might, that might be a good resource for you guys too. And it's free. So oh, yeah, that's why not? Awesome. Thank you very much. I'll make sure to have that in the show notes as well. So thanks again, Vivica.
Absolutely. It, it has been my pleasure. I, um, you know, so many people have helped me out that if I can return the favor even a little bit, I'm, I'm happy to do so. You can find the show notes for the conversation today with Vivica at bizwomenrock.com forward slash 49. And I highly recommend that you go there because um, she just gave away so many tidbits about what you need to know for LinkedIn. And I do um, highlight them there and uh, put a couple of links out to some suggestions that she had made. So please go there, find some great resources, okay? All right, I hope you had a great time listening today. I really, really loved you being here. If you're a fan of the show and love these stories, I would really appreciate a rating and a comment in iTunes. All of those really help our ranking so that we can kind of get up in front of people who are coming in and looking for really great stories about businesswomen. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you on the next episode.